Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. Mm. This is an exciting day for me, as my friend Cosmo Zimic is joining me today. Yes. Cosmo has been featured twice in Christian Living Magazine. First, he was the cover story way back in March of 2015. <laughs> That's a long time yeah. ago. And then again in July of 2020. Cosmo, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. How are you? <laughs> good, good. So what people may not know is that we actually, the first time we really met was when we did the story yeah, way back in yeah. 2015, but we became friends. Yeah. Um, our grandkids we came did. to your dojo yeah. and we saw you several <laughs> times a week and we became actual friends. I just stopped by and visit. Yeah. So it's it's great. It's so funny. Somebody said to me, why hasn't Cosmo been on your show? And I said, that's a good question. Maybe I should go visit him. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> so um, I don't even remember how we met. I know that someone told me through the course of the magazine that, yeah. about you and yeah. the work you were doing in Nampa. So my husband and I came to, at that time, you had a very small dojo. Yep. And we came to meet you and your lovely wife, Sarah. Mm. Um, but I'd also been told that you yourself had quite the testimony. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when when we came, we came one night. And it was um, during a belt ceremony, which oh, was yeah, really yeah. cool. That was a first for me, and it was really <laughs> cool. But it was really cool to watch the interaction and the response from the parents and the grandparents. Yeah. And as everyone left, you took Steve and I into a very small room, and there were three people in that room. Yeah. And you introduced us, and it was um, Chava and Juan, and who are brothers, yeah. and Ginny, yeah. and um, who I've gotten to know yeah, over the yeah. course of the time. <laughs> um, and you said to me the most interesting thing, because here I was to interview you, yeah. and you said, talk to them, because they're the real story. Yeah. And you left and closed the door. And, I'm, uh. and, I'm, and I was fairly new at writing, and I was like, mm, this is interesting. <laughs> so... It was it was interesting, but as our friendship developed over the next couple of years, I saw firsthand just how honest that statement was, mm -hmm. that they were the story. Mm -hmm. um, they shared how you were focused on giving hope. You had given them hope yeah. in different ways because yeah. their needs were totally different, but you had given them hope. Yeah. And then I read your biography, which yeah. um, is called Empty Hand Revolution by David Mark Brown, which yes. shares her amazing <laughs> testimony. Folks, if you want a really good read, I encourage you to pick that up. Um but I have to say, all of these things, and you would think that somebody with all of this might have a little ego. <laughs> and I and and it's really funny because I never hear anybody say that. I mm -hmm. never hear anybody say, "Oh, that Cosmo, he has such an ego." <laughs> but you have more self confidence, and part of that is probably from the martial arts. Yeah, but, yeah. but you have more self confidence. <laughs> Um, than anybody I've ever met, but you're also such a great encourager and you want uh, everybody to have that hope. Yeah, yeah true, thank you. So um, what, what I discovered over the course of time is that you are really a very humble servant of God. Uh, if you. I need prayer, I know where to go. Yeah, amen. Um, I have to tell myself, you can't go visit Cosmo today because you can't always be needy when you go see him. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk a little bit yeah. about Cosmo. <laughs> so... Um, I don't want to share your testimony 
we, we've kind of touched on a little bit in the magazine. You've got the biography. You do some incredible things, and I want to talk about your ministries today. But I want to start and kind of just lay some groundwork. Yeah, yeah. So, Let's tell our listeners where you grew up. Yeah, I grew up in India, but very close to Burma. So we're actually a tribe, a 40 plus tribe. We're supposed to be a nation called Naga, but we haven't caught the freedom. It's been long overdue, but it's um, got worse and worse. So we grew up in the border, and it's uh, very unique because when I was young, we had no electricity. You know, we, we were very much jungle. Yeah. And, uh, it was a lot of fun as a kid, of course, but we had very less privilege, I would say that. Yeah, in the yeah. jungle, poor. Yeah, And very, no electricity. Yeah, no um, running water. <laughs> so you grew up seeing needs, not yes. wants, but needs. Yes. So so, um, so, what brought you to Nampa? Because yeah. <laughs> you have an all-encompassing ministries. So yeah, what so, brought you to Nampa? So I was... Um, Kind of like a stuntman, like a power team in America, right? So, but they're four times my size. So I break same similar breaks and stuff. And uh, so I did martial arts ministry around the world. And uh, we were engaged and uh, I, w- I was looking for a place. And my friend said, well, before you get married, can you come up and earn some money? So I came up here and they said, don't go to Greenbelt, Boise. Don't the, go to the yeah, Greenbelt, Boise. Dangerous. Wow. So I went there. It was the most peaceful place on earth I have ever, ever been. So I said, I'm going to come and live here in uh, Idaho. And uh, so I told my wife, you know, fiancé at that time, would you mind just coming and living here a couple of years? And here we are, uh, 19 years later, we're still here. 20 years going to be. That's And, you know, it's so funny because... Um, Oh, approximately 10 years ago, my husband and I were in a position, we were empty nesters and oh, wow. had, had no responsibilities, oh. you know, um, and other, other than to ourselves. Yeah. And we looked all over the U.S., yeah. you know. Um, my husband's always been a bass fisherman, and he's always, you know, he, in, in our younger <laughs> years, he would tease me that we would move to the south where the bass grow big. Yeah. And so about 10 years ago, we had that opportunity, and and when we came back to the table to really talk about it several months into this search, we decided that Boise is really truly yeah, home. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I always want to know what brings people here, yeah. what keeps people here, because yeah. I love it here. Yeah. Um, but so you open your dojo, and yeah. part of your intriguing story was that you opened your dojo in Nampa, and then you went in search of gang members. Yeah. So what was what was your heart? Yeah, because so, you weren't you weren't looking to build a gang. Yeah, yeah. I was actually a full time chaplain in the state of Idaho at the prison. So I was employed by the state of Idaho. And so there was the economy crash and they let me off. But then they called back again. So there was a job open, but I said, No, I'm pretty much done. So I quit the job, took out my actually Percy, like four oh one K. So very dumb, don't do it if you're listening out there. I took fifty percent penalty. And I started Dojo because when I was a chaplain, there was a lot of needs in Nampa for uh, inmates, kids, or, you know, like just kids in general, but also the Hispanic, mainly the Hispanic kids. So they're kind of under the radar. They're not in felony yet, nor probation. They're flowing under the cops, but they're dealing and they're selling drugs and violence and other things. And uh seems like there's a lot of program for kids and other things, but not so much for teenage. Yeah. And so I started this dojo, just mainly focused on trouble kids. So we had uh, a little bit over a hundred kids, and uh, no one was paying. <laughs> and I, that's not self-sustaining. I, I, yeah, okay. I had fun for uh, a couple years, and the money dried out, and um, it was pretty tough years. But we had a lot of testimony 
we were financially not doing re- good at all. And uh, so we overhauled the dojo and we still mentor today, but we shift our focus a little bit. Even good kids need help. Yeah. So we focus 50-50 towards and right now we're focused a little bit um, on uh, any kids that needs help, not so much the game, but that's how we started. And we have some kids that were in the, um, even the white gang or Hispanic gang. Some are in Marine, you know, Marine Corps and uh, some in military, some in uh, even law enforcement. So uh, some are not in the gang, but, you know, we help them overhaul. But one of the gang leaders was kind of like the hitman. So he is uh, our major story. He uh, went to Thailand, won two fights. We were trying to send him to UFC, but it didn't quite work out. But it's, yeah, it's and been then, a And this po- is Chava that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's a powerful story. Because he had uh, no father figure, no mother. He just roamed around the street with machete. Yeah. And uh, he did not want to go to school. And I had to sometimes lock him in the door in the, my office to study GED. So he's got GED, supervisor. He found God, and uh, I baptized him in a horse trough. And you have been very instrumental in his life, but you yeah. literally met him on the street. Yep, in the and, downtown Nampa. And, and said, hey, come join us. But I have to tell you, too, because you talk about the gang kids aren't the only ones. The underprivileged aren't the only one who needs help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without going into our story, a lot of our listeners know our story, but <clears throat> our, our grandchildren were going through a season of grief. Yeah. And yeah. just trying to get them up and moving that. again. And I picked up the phone and called you, and I said, um, do you have room for these two little kids? We got to do something with them. Yeah. Um, we'd had a tremendous loss, and yeah. and it, we had missed all the signups for all the traditional sports. Yeah. And I, we we got to get these kids moving. Yeah. And I think we were there for three years. Yeah. And yeah. and it was wonderful. Yeah. And so, it, you don't just help the underprivileged kids, yeah. but through all sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. And and you even do homeschool. Like yeah. instead of PE, they come and see you. Yeah. We have a homeschool power going on right now. We actually got two staff from homeschool. And we have, I think, about 11 kids, teenagers, they're volunteering, they're all homeschooled. That's powerful. We uh, we just love people. You know, we're, of course, first and foremost, we're Christian. But I think a lot of people identify us as like, wow, there's this type of Christian. We're not necessarily more spiritual nor better nor any of that sort. But I think we show the love first and then mm-hmm. Jesus, right? Absolutely. So we show the care and we, we're there for them. So this kid's, for example, want to hurt himself, and I was going through the Facebook, you know, like all night, and he wants to come and join our dojo. Now I said, you know, hey, we're there for you. So this another kid's want to hurt her, his foster mom, and uh, you know, the one called the cops and one called Cosmo, and so we were both there at the same time. But uh, I become a part of his life, and I think part of the reason we're uh, so real is because we are there. Because talk, I always say, talk is cheap. Yeah. So even in our culture, you know, not to trash pastor or anybody, but in our culture, we said a lot of good things because we're nice people. But when the kids need help, it's just like, you know, we're busy. So yeah. I have a really nice friend, and I wouldn't mention the name, but a doctor, and uh, I, I want to do his thing, right? I want, to, I want to be there for them, and I speak the language, and ta-ta-ta. And so this kid crashed, and I said, wow, doc, do you have uh, any appointment right now? He's like, no, I don't have any client, but I'm doing something. I said, wow, it's great opportunity, this kid crashed, and you say you want to practice helping the Hispanic kids, so let's go, I'm going to pick you up. And he said, can we do it tomorrow? I'm like, no, he crashed right now. Tomorrow he's not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I want to finish labeling or whatever he was doing, and I'm not trashing him, but the point is, like, you know, it's... Everybody talk, but, you know, I'm not better than them. But at times, it's really hard to be Cosmo. 
Because in America, we, we want to do it tomorrow, next week, or next month when we're available, convenient. But the kids will die right now, will crash right now. And it's a lot of work with very, very small result. Yeah. It's, you have to be literally crazy to do what I'm doing. You have to be either called by God or you have to be like almost mentally crazy because there's almost no result sometimes. Well, and you, it's, you know, it's our team. We often speak about planting those seeds. Yes. We plant those seeds today, and it's really not up to us whether or not we get to see yeah. them grow into fruition and get yeah. harvested. All we're called to do is plant those seeds, and yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard when you're not yeah. seeing the, the effort. Yeah. That, you know. And also, the, you spend lots of time. Yeah. So in America, one of our curses, we have no time. Yep. So that's how the devil took us, right? Yep. He's already winning busy. lots of. Busy. We're we all so need to busy. be so busy. Yep. Yeah. So we're sometimes so busy doing nothing in the sense we're so busy not related with God's kingdom. So every day I make my time. So I work six to seven hours at my dojo, but I tell God there's 24 hours. I'm going to give two and a half hours minimum to God. Yep. So like every day, if anybody wants to talk to me, if I don't have anything going on, I will just sit and listen to an hour. That's really hard for me because I'm an evangelist. But and you're a I, doer. Yeah, and but I make time for God, you know. So we have to make time for God in this world. That's why we're here, right? With purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and often when I get a phone call or a text message or an instant message, somebody that's truly in need. Yeah. I have to self check. Yeah. And say. Um, is that sitcom on television really yeah. that important or is, yeah. you know, whatever I'm doing, yeah. how does that weigh compared to the crisis that they may be in right now? Yeah. yeah. And so um, I get it. And, yeah. and, I, and I've seen you. I've seen yeah. you spring into action yeah, yeah. so much. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, because you're not only still helping here, yeah. but you're still helping in India. Yeah. We're well, so, to school now. And. You have two schools now. Yeah. So see, that's we and we kind of talked about that a little bit um, in in our July 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so you started IMN, which is International Missionary Network, clear back in 2003. Yes. Um, and that was so that you could help your yeah. friends and family back in the jungle. Yeah. And yeah. And so and then um, I'm trying to remember your sister started her school yeah. in 2011, which you have worked diligently to fund and yeah. help. Yeah. Um. And then you and Sarah started a second school yeah. in 2020. But these aren't just average schools. Yeah, You this, have kids that actually live there. These are almost yeah. more like orphanages. Yeah, so <clears throat> we have quite a bit of orphanage there. But we are also like part of the reason we started the school is we want to also teach God's word. You yep. know, we teach the Bible. We teach um, how to use your talent to clarify God. So they actually their focus is just to get a job. So 99.9% .9 of them. So there was really so hard to become school teacher, bank manager, or a doctor engineer, right, in India. But we, um, during the process, we encouraged these kids to become pastor, missionaries, whatever God has called them to be outside yeah. the box. And the cool thing is every year they uh, commit their life to God. We have Hindu students coming there. And uh, it's like a, it's beyond human, it's hard to explain in America because the new school we start there are seven villages with no school at all. Yeah. Their school are like some- And we can't even imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. A village with no school, right? But there's seven villages with no school. They have a government-funded school, which is a joke. Like they just pretend and they get the salaries very corrupted. But there is no proper school. So we're one of the first school there with uh, English speaking and also teaching the Bible and giving hope, self-sustaining. We're teaching these kids how to grow banana and how to raise chicken and 
duckling or you know piglets and uh, we started apple farm orange banana and we want it to self-sustain and empower the region and not just seek job or the money but we want them we want to see the god that's same here in america yeah. you know of course they see miracle they're more than us but sometimes when it comes to money their faith is so small well, and you know, it's. I almost laughed out loud when you when you touched on chickens because yeah. one of the first stories that you exposed me to was because you are big on teaching self sustain. Yeah, and here, even our even our most impoverished are <laughs> maybe not as impoverished as yeah. those in the jungle. But so you did a fundraiser, and and I believe that Steve and I said, okay, we'll we'll support that. You know, we we have yeah, a little, yeah. and we so we'll buy a few chickens with you. Yeah, and so. You went and I, and so a few months later, I checked back with you, and you're like, "I said, so how's the chickens?" And he, and you, <laughs> they ate them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so they were so hungry that yeah. they couldn't imagine. Yeah. Okay, let these chickens lay eggs, and when yeah. you get in, and you, you eat this many eggs, and you let this many fertilize and hatch, and yeah. when your flock gets big, then you play yeah. KFC. Yeah. And so when you said chickens, I went, <laughs> thought, "Well, you know, it's funny because it isn't." But, yeah. you know, well, what happened? How's the chickens? They ate them. Yeah. You know. And They're so, thinking about everyday meal. Yeah. And we're thinking about five years plan, but they can't think even sometime over a night or a week. So it's day and night. And it's it's been tough, kind of like in Africa and everywhere, right? So yeah. it's a third world. We're talking about self-sustaining. They're talking about, are we going to have a meal tomorrow or next week, right? Are we starving to death? Starving, yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. we got through that a little bit, but we're still on a... We're still on a working process. <laughs> well, and, and and the really, and this is my word, not yours, the heroic part of this uh-huh. is that that region is so poor yes. that they had been enticed to start growing poppies to, oh, to yeah. supplement the heroin yeah. um, cartels, yeah. for lack of better terms. And you're going in and you're showing them yeah. how they can grow crops to sell at the market yes. and to raise livestock to yeah. to not only to feed themselves but to sell again at the market and to self-sustain yeah. honestly yeah. without giving in to the drug cartels and mm. to me that's heroic yeah and we, so i applaud you for that yeah the new the new school actually we um we had a contract with the village so um the whole region for some reason that by the way they're all christian area but they grows like marijuana and poppies and uh and we don't want to argue so strongly because there's their livelihood and we told them you know it's sins but we're not like trashing them we're trying to educate encourage them yeah and so this new village we have a contract so our village is one of the only village in the south side of the our tankul areas that we had a contract they can't grow poppy or marijuana but we'll support them with self-sustaining projects and then we started that school so we're bringing god you know in the midst of all this in the end of the day all these good things are good but we want them to know God deeper, yeah. better, right, closer. So they love, in, they fall in love with God even better and bring revival. And then we're using self-sustaining just as a way to really introduce them to Jesus. We're using the education, you know, because they need education to get the job. But in the end, we're really trying to introduce them to Jesus, the powerful Jesus, the living God, and not something written on the Bible or, you know, we're Baptists, Baptist backgrounds, like we're very knowledgeable about Jesus. But do we walk with Jesus, do you love Jesus? That's a whole different story, right? So Absolutely. We're yep. trying to bring a new revival without really saying it. We're trying to bring a new spiritual revolution without like spelling out loud. So that's why we're doing self-sustaining in school, hoping for revival and spiritual revolution there, you know? Well, and when you when you start it with children's age, 
That's yes. laying the great foundation. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, oh, I'm looking at my notes because I don't want to. You've got so many. <laughs> you've got so many stories. I don't want to miss any of it. I, I'm hoping we can get it all in today. Um, so, what are some of the needs? We actually we have um, we've been doing mentoring in Nampa now for uh, 13 years. We have done the school for about 20 years. So in the school in India, they need is as small as pencils to building more uh, toilet, right? Restrooms. Yeah. So we have like 300 kids with four restrooms. So my brother is building restroom right now, and he just sent me the project. Like, hey, can you send send some help to get some more bricks or you know from the pencils? And right here in Nampa, we just need a small like a boxing gloves like for our kids. And so we just had the. Um, Mom, you know, like just happened actually yesterday. And misfortunately, she got arrested, you know, some misfortune happened. Yeah. But she had a pass or something like that. The grandma come in and cry like, hey, can we just, can you help us? So I'm like, yeah. And I give her hugs like, yeah, don't yes, worry about because, it. because but for the grace <laughs> of God, there go I. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we just need uh, <clears throat> like a supplement those boxing glove or uniform you know, small things that they need for their training. The training is free, courtesy of Sarah and me, my wife. But uh, the material costs me, and sometimes it can really like make a big dent yes, it can. in my dojo. So if people want to come alongside, and they don't have to pay the monthly fees or anything, like we can, we can do that. You can sponsor yeah. a gi. You can sponsor yeah. a belt ceremony. You, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. lots of or stuff you boxing, can do. Or, or, or just or, come and pray for them or mentor. Also, we just start. We are we're starting a mentor thing again. So we need a man or woman, man of God, to just come meet them 15, 20 minutes once a week and talk to them. And we're not proselytizing, but we're a big brother sister program. We just want them to be there for them. And when they ask about God, yes, you can share about Bible and Jesus, but we don't proselytize. Yeah. We just love them unconditionally, and people change life. Sometimes people of all ages need somebody that'll just believe in them. Yes, exactly. So, so we're, we're running out of time. I want to touch just briefly yes. on, you have a documentary coming out. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, when is it coming out? Uh, What's it called? Don't, so, no spoilers. Uh, yeah, we're we're shooting for March, but I will want you to go to YouTube and uh, follow Cosmosimic or Cosmosimic.com on the website. The documentary actually is not so much about me. It's about me, but you're going to be amazed with the story that's coming there like, it's um I watched the day one and two, it was powerful. So it's like a seven days documentary of what Cosmo is doing right here in Nampa, Idaho. And I think if people sees it, you know, with an open eyes, even uh anybody, anybody will be touched. They don't have to be Christian. That's cool. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see it. So you said it's cosmozimic.com and it's Z-I-M-I-K. Yes. So Cosmo's easy, C-O-S-M-O. <laughs> but Zimic is, Z. I always have to look because I yeah. always try to put a C in there. It's yeah. Z-I-M-I-K. Yeah, so it's going to be here on YouTube and cosmozimic.com and maybe a few other channels. We haven't finalized it, but we'll love for people to promote it because it's about how you how we as a community can change people with so little, you yeah. know, it's like, it's powerful. It's, you know, it's that, it's that one, one thing. Yes. yes. It's like the gal who made the um, stone soup. Yes. You know, everybody brought something <laughs> to put in her stone soup. Yeah, Then they had a great exactly. pot of soup. So how can people reach you? Well, they can reach me in, uh, you know, empty hand combat, you know, it's empty com or, you know, they can just text me too. I have a really simple email, imncosmo at gmail.com. Or my phone number is 208-230-0959. So it keep ringing and I don't mind 
I have assistant now. Think about that. I was assistant, uh, secretary. I'm blessed right now, so I thank God for everything. So I'm I'm happy to be here today. That's I'm always, awesome. Always awesome. glad to share. Thank you so much. It's it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I yeah. you know we we both have gotten I hate to use that term busy. Yeah. And we haven't caught up. You know. <laughs> and so it's great to it's been great this last week to get caught up and visit again and so yeah. and reconnect a little bit better. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Folks, this does bring our time to an end for this week. We invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.